0: Warriors, Warriors, come out to play. Show me you want to be here. Show me you want to win. Show me you want to, you have that
1: killer instinct. I do look at myself as being one of the most dominant fighters in MMA history. It'd be a buffet though, you thought it was going to be a three piece. now nah, you're getting the whole MGM grand buffet to the face, man.
2: It's time for another episode of the RJ Ringside Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Fang, joined along today with Adam Hill and Larry Mir. We're going to get into uh, things happening here around the world as the pandemic of coronavirus strikes planet Earth and everything happening within it. So we'll keep you updated here with all the things going on with the MMA world. We also have an interview with James Krause that we're going to bring you that we were able to get last week. So uh, this episode here is brought to you by betonline.ag. And you can keep up with this podcast. Uh wherever you're listening, just hit subscribe and also find us on reviewjournal.com/slash podcasts, along with all of the other shows. I mean, if you listen to podcasts, they've got an interview with Mark Davis, the Raiders owner, that'll be airing next Monday. You'll wanna make sure to check in with that, as well as everything with Golden Edge, uh, what's going on in the hockey world. So, uh, I mean, just kind of just going down that list right there. I said hockey world, but right now with the coronavirus that his uh really suspended hockey as of just the last hour. We're speaking here on a Thursday morning and things are changing quickly. So far uh, MMA has really only kind of canceled its media day. It looks like one championship has made their events just fan only, but they will still be going on. We're still trying to find out what's going on with Bellator. Um, There's some travel restrictions that are uh, restricting people's travel for events like Cage Warriors. So, I mean, this in the MMA world is coming down everywhere uh, just as is the rest of the world so still the UFC though has not announced the cancellation of any events but Adam do you think that we could see some events here in the cage that happened with just fans when it comes to the UFC Yeah, I'm sorry without fans excuse me without fans in the UFC
0: well I know where you're going Uh, (laughs) it's certainly possible uh, that that happens I think it's you know, it would still enable them to keep their, you know, their TV deals and uh, fulfill all the requirements that they have as part of that. Uh, they'd be a sport that's kind of on their own, really. I mean, nothing else is going on. Uh, so I, I think the UFC has been, you know, certainly slower than the other leagues to, to cancel things. Uh, and I know that, you know, part of that is uh, they've always kind of been uh, their own independent uh, beast. So Uh, I do expect them to try to continue their schedule as much as possible. Uh, And they have a perfect spot for that uh, at the UFC Apex facility where Mm -hmm. they've got a cage for the new Dana White contender series. Uh, They've got just a few, you know, spots for seats, a couple hundred spots uh, where they can, you know, be very restrictive about the audience. They can still have an audience, uh, but certainly put the fights on TV for people to see. Uh, The issue is, you know, very close contact between not only fighters, but uh, commission members and uh, training staff and all that. So uh, I know there'd be some concern, but uh, I, I do think that they will try to do that. And, and I think they'll move a couple of those events uh, here to the apex. I don't know how long uh, that would go for, or how much, uh, you know, how many of the events they would do. I don't know if they do try to do a pay-per-view there It would look certainly uh, very different uh, for, you know, for fans not seeing. A uh, fighter there's not seeing fans there. Uh, the viewers would see a different experience, I think. And and also, you know, I saw this debate going on on Twitter not too long ago, and I thought it was very interesting. You know, a fight like, you know, Wiley Zhang and Ioana Janjajic that we just saw, that was just so emotional and just so, uh, so much was poured into that. Like, would that be the same with no crowd, with no massive crowd there with the cheering and getting into it? I don't know if that would be the same. I don't know if, they, if the fights would work, look different or if they'd play out differently. Uh, but I think we'll I think we'll find out because I do think they're going to try to do that. I know uh, the Columbus card is coming up in not too long and you know, Ohio has uh, essentially a ban uh, in place on large gatherings. So that one might make some sense uh, to be here. I think they might still try to go to London. I, I'm not sure. Uh, and have maybe no crowd there. I don't know what they're going to do. I think they're working all of these things out, just like everybody else is uh, around the sports world. And it's just it's just such a crazy time with with developments changing every minute. I mean, I'm sitting here on Twitter as I talk to try to make sure they're not changing anything uh, right now. I mean, th- that's how that's how kind of crazy it is. The news is changing every couple of minutes. So we'll see what they do. Uh, But everybody has their eyes on that Nurmagomedov-Ferguson fight in Brooklyn. Uh, New York has basically been in a state of emergency for a while. I can't imagine that that fight happens there. Uh, I know Nurmagomedov, the city, doesn't want to fight in Las Vegas, which would make it very interesting to try to move things to the Apex or even to T-Mobile Arena, uh, there's just a lot of moving pieces here to try to figure out.
1: Um, just about five minutes ago, Top Rank tweeted out um, that they are going to move on with their March 14th and 17th events at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden, but they're going to proceed without spectators. Huh. And that's coming from Top Rank five minutes ago. Yeah,
0: so uh, I mean, like you said, things change every minute right now.
2: Right. And that's supposed to be the home of an event that we shall not name.
1: Everybody that's listened to the show. Well, Adam, Adam already Adam mentioned it, but we'll, we'll act like we didn't hear it.
0: In this time, we can just we can just say it, but nothing's going to jinx anything at this point. This is it's a whole <laughs> new world.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, um, Ferguson, Nurmagomedov, that one's supposed to be happening in Brooklyn. But New York, um, I just actually spoke with somebody I, I have out there Um you know, CBS, he's an employee there. I won't, I won't go beyond that, but they um, had somebody there within their building test, uh, I believe, positive. So they've had um, all the CBS workers on that building shut down. Uh, another friend of mine that lives out in New York told me that they're actually got the, the National Guard out in New Rochelle in Westchester County delivering meals to people um, in New Rochelle. They basically put like a virtual wall around that city. So when you start thinking in terms of sporting events. I mean, you know, if that thing gets out in a city of eight to nine million people, it's definitely a place where you're going to want to restrict events uh, as far as hosting anything in Brooklyn. So, Adam, like you said, the Apex could be a great place for uh, them to start holding events in. And there's uh, some other ideas that they could do perhaps uh, where, where it comes to the UFC 249 event just to keep all the athletes safe. So we'll see how the UFC proceeds with things. We'll see how boxing proceeds with things, Uh, we'll definitely keep you all updated on that. But um, as we mentioned, we did get this interview with James Krause luckily last week before everything had kind of started shutting down and we're able to speak with him. We went on a variety of topics from open scoring, which was a really interesting conversation with him being that he was in a a fight that was controversially scored. Um, There there was a lot that we were able to break down with James Krause after he went straight gangster (laughs) to take on a fight in really short notice Um, Larry what did you take away from our conversation there with Krause
1: Um, I I thought he was uh, I I enjoyed his attitude and how he was very upfront with uh, how he how he um, looks at his career in the UFC now How, you know, he could give a bleep about the top 15 now And, you know, he's just looking for those fights for the money And, you know, that's what it's about And um, I, I was, I was, it, was, it was nice to hear a fighter be very open and candid about that And, um, you know, just to hear his thoughts about that uh, How his uh, fight got set up with that uh, 185 fight that he had to fight And it was just uh, it was a, it was a good interview
2: Yeah, and Adam, uh, like I said, you know, he took that fight on short notice But you guys got into a really great conversation about um the open scoring versus the the 10 point system scoring and how you know open scoring could change things
1: this podcast is brought to you by bet online bet online the fastest easiest and safest way to bet on all things sports with march madness the masters and major league baseball opening day right around the corner bet online has the latest news scores and odds to help you win big the best part you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to revive your literal free money. Plus, signing up is a great way to support the podcast you're listening to in your ears right now. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
0: So, James Krause sits down with us here. Uh, just finished weigh-ins here at UFC 248. First of all, we'll get this out of the way right now. You're not going to be on this card, right? I mean, <laughs> not
3: as of right this second, but it happened last time, too. So, we're, <laughs> there, the day is young. Give it time. The, cere- the ceremonial is the one that I got called up to last time. So, we'll see.
0: I know that you've you uh, you know, you've probably talked about this a lot, but I, we're just so intrigued by everything that went on. And th- that was such a, a cool thing to do Like from the outside. For you, what was that pro- thought process like?
3: Well, a couple things come to mind. One, where I'm from, it's really, like, it's it's pretty common. Like, I've fought multiple times in one night before. I've done, like, three fights in three days before. Uh, and and coming up, especially as an amateur, I would fight every weekend, just showing up to the venue, saying, hey, now, granted, it's a different time period now. It's a little bit more organized. Nobody knew how to fight whenever I started fighting anyway. So, uh, but for me, I felt like it was a, um, it was a good move for me to, uh, I guess, uh, put a little springboard underneath my my career, my name. I kind of did that with the Ultimate Fighter, uh, you know, just just to get your name out there a little bit more. And and it was for me, it was more of a money play because like I, you know, I wanted I wanted to redo my contract, and that was the big thing for me. And I know they needed to fight, so I knew they were in a spot. I knew I was willing to fight. And uh, man, this is this is not the this is not the fight game anymore. This is the sports entertainment game. So uh, I'm about money. They're about money. You know, let's let's make it work for both of us. Get a win-win out of it.
0: I thought I thought. And that was the part I was going to get into. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the part that I thought was kind of underrated, and that you spoke out afterwards and said you were like, "Hey, listen, this, it's a business. That's a that's when your value is going to be at its highest. Take advantage of that." And you, I think the younger fighters need to learn those lessons as well.
3: Yeah, the kids the kids don't they don't know any better, man. I've been around this for a long time, and I knew uh, I knew the slots were filled. You know, the, the slots needed to be filled. Uh, they had ESPN, ESPN Plus, and like I know those that ESPN deal is, is super valuable to them. So. They already lost one fight off the card, and they couldn't afford to lose another one, especially coming from a hometown guy. So, uh, I was put in a good spot, and I knew that. And uh, I think that's uh, that just comes with experience, you know. Experience management helps out a ton with that, and uh, knowing when you have something valuable, I think is a uh, is a is a good is a very very good tool to to have. And a lot of these younger kids, they just don't. I don't think they understand how to navigate their way through all this. You know, I, I have Grant Dawson is a is a great example. You know, if it was up to him, I'd be he'd be fighting top. 10 top 15 guys tomorrow And there's you got to play the long game in this sport. You know what I mean? Like I'm telling you, you let's let's take some good matchups for us. Let's put some money in your bank, get some financial freedoms, make some good decisions, and then we can start going after those guys after we've got a little bit. You know, we're a couple, we're through a couple contracts. You got money in your bank, your bills are paid, the stress is off of you. You know, because I see too many times where these guys come in and they, uh, you know, they 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 fight for they'll fight top 15 guys or whatever right out of the gate, and then you know they go on a streak and they lose, and the pressure starts to build up, and they don't have the experience to deal with that yet. Then before you know it, maybe they're cut or you know some of these guys are fighting they're fighting top 15 dudes on their first contract mm-hmm. and it's like what are you what are you thinking man you know what I mean like it
2: just doesn't make any sense and and it's sad because nobody's telling them what they're worth you've always kind of been this person that's been a motivator for those around you you've built the gym you know with your family you've brought in you know your sister's kid when you needed to what was it that really uh, made you this way what was it that you, you saw in your life growing up that made you build up this way
3: wow well, I, I mean <sighs> I think I think uh, you. I would think I was put in a spot where I had to be. You know what I mean? Like you, you in the sport of MMA, I've just been around for a long time. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a. I like to. I'm, I would consider myself a leader in life as well. I coach people, and uh, but I, I think that uh, there, there's two different aspects to me. One is the sport of M- MMA and like just the sport itself. I've got a ton of experience, you know. I've been I've got sixty some, sixty five, sixty six fight. I don't even know how many I have now, uh, pro and amateur. I've been doing this for almost fifteen years now, and I just I've been around the block. I've I've lost, uh, you know. I've done the roller coaster, the up down, the up down thing. You know what I mean? And like I know the ins and the outs of it. I know the contract stuff of it, and. Uh, I know what they are looking for, and I help with the management side. I, I help with the management side. I help on the coaching side. Uh, I fight myself. So, like, I understand every, and I promote a show too in Kansas City. So, like, I know literally every aspect of the of the sport, and I know it well. I do them all. So, it's. Uh, I think just the experience I've been I've been screwed over. I've been taken care of before. i you know every little nook and cranny that typically happens in the sport. I feel like I've been through once or twice. So. Uh, I feel like it's my duty, obligation, and responsibility to pass this down to the to the younger guys, especially my guys. You know what I mean? Like they have to know, they have to understand what they're up against. And uh, you know, like especially with the with the deal with what I did in Houston, like I don't feel like a lot of people's like, do you feel like the UFC owes you one? Like, no, we don't. We're good. They they uh I, they don't owe me anything. I don't I don't expect any favors. They they paid me. They got gave me a new contract. I took a fight on short notice so they needed. Like we're even, you know. So. And that's the problem. Is a lot of the young kids they feel owed. Like if they take a fight on short notice, they feel owed. And this is a business. You know what I mean? Like this is this is the the sports entertainment business. And they don't owe you a damn thing. You know what I mean? Like they. And, and matter of fact, if you feel that way, you're gonna get your feelings hurt because it just doesn't work like that, I man. It's a business, and you got to get yours now because they're gonna get theirs now. And that's not a shot. You know, people. I say that people are like that's You know, you're talking bad about the, the UFC, and it's not a shot. It's not a bad thing. Like just. You gotta get what's on the table now. You can't expect people to pay you back because there's too many guys on the damn roster now for them to remember what that favor they did for you six months ago. It doesn't work like that. You know, that you have to you have to get it now. You were were you like on the bus to the Wayans and you were like, No, 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 no I wasn't a, I contract. wasn't I wasn't a well <laughs> man, there's a so there's a crazy story around. I wasn't even on the bus, I wasn't going to Wayans. Okay. okay. So they uh I was at lunch, I got this call around two o'clock, I think, uh, that Arroyo had some medical problems or whatever, and I just out of nowhere, I said, I will fight him. And I didn't think anything of it. I mean, I was being truthful. Like, I'll, I'll fight yeah. him. Like, I know the dude. I know who he is. I'll fight him. Uh, and uh, manager Jason House was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, I'll fight him. I'm not afraid of him. You know, I'll fight him. I never in a million years thought it would go through. Anyway, so we get down to the, uh, we get a little bit closer, and they're like, they start telling us, like, this could be a real thing. And I'm like, okay. Okay fine you know we got to talk about what my contract looks like because I'm not getting paid where I feel like I need to be getting paid first of all especially if I'm about to fight this dude 40 (laughs) pounds heavier than me uh, coming off the couch tomorrow I really had a a can of coke in my hand whenever I heard you know what I mean like you know what I mean so it's like you you have to take care of me for it you know what I mean and uh, so we get closer we get closer I said look guys you're gonna to have to make this decision before 3:30 because 3:30 is when the shuttle left for Wayans. Okay. I said I'm not getting my ass on that stage facing off with this dude, and then if we don't get the money right now, I look like a punk because I'm not fine. You're not. It's not gonna happen like that. So you guys need to figure it out before 3:30. 3:30 rolls around, no call, nothing, no communication at all. And I was like, all right, well I guess it's not happening. 3:45 rolls around, we get a call from Mick. Mick says uh, he, he he calls Jason. He goes Krause is in. I said. I am, you know what I mean. Like I, am, we got, we have to talk numbers. And uh long story short, we it was, a, it was a weird thing because Mick does the middleweight division, but I'm a welterweight, right. so yeah. we had to navigate yeah. through Mick and through Sean. And uh, anyway, they took care of me. I'm really happy with what the the deal that I got. I think, I think that. I gave them exactly what they were looking for in that spot. Uh, I think we put on a great show for the fans. Uh, you know, we, we I don't want to say I saved the card, but we we filled that gap with a really quality fight.
0: And uh, it was it was a good one, I feel like. So, something else I saw you talking about, and it, it it applies to that fight, and this is actually a debate we had last week on this show. So, I want to get into it with you, is, is open scoring. Yeah, let's go. And uh, I, think, I think there's a lot of negatives to it. I, I understand the oh, positives. Oh, let me hear him. Let me hear him. I understand the positives a lot. What's the negative? Okay, one of the negatives, and the, the easy one that everybody talks about, is what could happen in the third round. That that already happens. In the third round, if it's 2 nothing, you already see guys running because they think they're ahead. Not running, but you see guys trying to be safer. I don't think that's the big, biggest issue. But if you're down 2 0, though, like if I'm down 2 0, I'm gunning for the guy. Sure, of course. You know Absolutely. What I mean? But I just. Right you, you, you can already know that you're down 2 0, though. I mean, sure. those things already happen. Like yeah, I don't think that's as big of an issue as other people do. Agreed. My My problem is. Some of the some of the judges might okay. You, you turn in your first round score. Yeah, two guys have a ten nine. You're on the other side ten nine the other way, and you're like, ooh, did I get that wrong? So now you start thinking, do I have to score this next round for the other person if it's close? Because maybe I screwed up that first one because the other two yeah. had it wrong for me. Th- that is, but
3: I feel like you could do the same thing now though. You, but you do don't it. know. Yeah, but so hear me out. So hear me out. So if you're if you if you feel like you maybe got one wrong, like. Uh, it's almost like you score, like, if it was a close round and you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to give it to this guy because of whatever BS reason you make up in your head. Right. If you get another round like that, you're going to give it to the other guy because you feel like you true. own one. True, true. So it's, it's already happening.
0: I, that's completely fair. And, but I, I think it's just the more the, okay, now everybody in this building knows that maybe I got that last round wrong. And they'll know eventually. But I think that's anyway. the
3: best thing out of all of it's this. It's accountable. Accountability it, for sure. They're, 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 you have to hold these clowns accountable for the decisions that they're making. First, you know first of all, mean?
0: don't call clowns because here's the thing. <laughs> they might listen and then the, of a sudden they're going to hold it against you. I don't you.
3: care. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Get the damn scores right and we won't have this conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, 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 if they are being held accountable for the. De- this is the problem. Take my fight, for example. I got the guy gave him the first round. This is why I lost the fight. They gave him the first round. I had a takedown and four minutes of back time. I don't know. My four-year-old can score. My four-year-old mm. said, Daddy, mm-hmm. you won that. Well, there was other issues. These are real things. I'm not making it. There's other thing. issues yeah. in the judging of your yeah. fight. And, and I will say that is
0: my bigger issue is like when you have in, you know.
3: Conflict the, of interest. I'm not even talking conflicts about.
0: Conflict of interest are, are yeah. a
3: bigger issue. I'm not even talking about me. that though. We're right. talking about, let's just say he wasn't, there was no conflict of interest. That's a whole nother episode, probably.
2: Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you know Weekend like time. Yeah, no. well, I'm just saying,
3: like, if if I mean how do you score that? How can you if if I look up and I see this judge gave him the the first round. I feel like somebody's going to be like, "Whoa, you got to explain yourself." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well
0: Okay, here, this is a bigger issue to me. Th- this one is more important to me. Is I feel like a lot of times after the fight, we see we can see the judge had the wrong score. Sure, you screwed that up. Yeah, and there's nobody that steps up. The commissions to it's me no need to step up and say, okay, do you're not gonna you're not going to score fights for a while. You need to either get better training. I think the guy got fired. I, I don't know. I think okay. I'm pretty sure he did. For 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 your fight, I mean, again, your fight had a lot of issues. Yeah. more. But I think in general, in you see yeah. you see fight cards every time, and you're like, what was that judge thinking? And you see. Some of the same judges over and over, and they're still getting assignments, and they're still messing up over and over the, again. The that's problem a bigger issue. is, the
3: problem is, is there's 50 different commissions, and those are all those commissions are employing their their friends that maybe have yep. never been in a fight or know nothing about it, or maybe they come from a boxing background, or kickboxing background, or whatever. I think the UFC needs to start bringing in their own judges at some point. Hmm. Uh, that's a great, that's a great start. Th- here's the deal: the problem is, is you have 50 different groups or organizations of people that we have to convince, hey, we're going to change this all at once. That's not going to happen anytime right. soon. Okay, so if you're not going to change the rules, at least tell me if I'm winning or losing. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: well, that's, that's You fair. know what I mean? Like, you, you want me to throw the problem with the UFC providing the judges? Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be the, flaws on like, mm-hmm. Okay, cause we know, there's a lot of times where fights happen where we know who the UFC needs to win for business purposes. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, if that guy's getting... Yeah, yeah I, okay. So uh, that's why the UFC shouldn't be... They, they're not running but it, they be, There's right always going to be flaws in all this. The government could, You're right. You're they, absolutely the, right. The, the judging
3: nothing. is... They, the refing is the same. They They put their own refs in. Let me yeah, ask this. That's fair.
0: It, 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 there's, there's no easy answers. I think no, that's there's the, not. The, and you're okay. right. It's gonna take a lot. And long if we time. can't change it, let's at least let me know if I'm winning or losing. Okay. You know what? You talk me into it.
2: <laughs> when you have a fight, let's say for this as an example, four minutes. One guy's connecting. He's hitting everything. He's striking. the staying. Keeping control. Everything. Damage. And then all of a sudden, the last minute, a takedown hits. Right. So does the guy that just scored the takedown? Are you referring to my gut, fight specifically? Well, no, that's an example. But like, yeah, if there's like four minutes, you're doing what? all. The depends the striking, on what's done in that landing. 4 minutes. Yeah, most let's say 90% of your shots are tagging the other opponent. Oh, we, and we're then s- and then your opponent takes you down the last minute. Does the guy people a lot of times will say, "Oh, he stole the round." You yeah, know, with I the mean, last minute. It's not like, I
3: mean, they uh, typically in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. a takedown is scored much higher than anything else. Uh, just because of top control or whatever, but I think that's that's going to be on and, and judges' uh, discretion, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that that's a, a good and a bad thing, I think, and and you're. I don't think we're ever going to get rid of that it's issue. Perfect, yeah. Right, unless you just go to like a robotic point system, and then that'll change the sport forever. Yeah. Right, and that's not what we want. So, no, no I, I do think that there still needs to be. Uh, I do think that there still needs to be some some uh, heart. Like, okay, if, if the if if it was if the the air force, if pilots weren't needed in some way, shape, or form, every plane would be. Uh, driven electronically, right? Yeah. But there's something to having a having a, a, a real person behind the decisions that are being made right there on the fly. So, I do think that there has to be some uh, some common sense or some. Uh, like you can feel them, like there's things that you can't score, like the momentum shifts in fights, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can't score. It, it's hard to score the, like, like you're saying, like when, when you say the four minutes, like, are those punches really landing hard? Are they big shots? Are they jabs? Like there's little things that if you just count them as points, you'll never get it right. You know what I mean? Like, cause there's, I mean, if you land a one jab, one jab, and then somebody cracks you and wobbles you like, how do you score that? That's 10 versus one, you know, but that one was huge, yeah. you know? So I think you got to have some intuition, real human intuition within that to, to really get that right, and I feel like for the most part we get it right. You know what I mean? Lately, we've been on a bad streak as a sport. <laughs> you know, and look, hey man, I'm the I'm the poster child for it. Right. I got I got yeah. screwed royally. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So like, I'm, I'm, and look, if I'm the example that has at least got everybody talking about this a little bit, I'm good with that. You know, but. I think there's some human intuition that has to be behind this still because you, you can't just start counting points and uh, the robotics
0: of it. You'll it'll change the sport forever. We could uh, probably do this for like five
2: yeah, hours right, talk you know, about Yeah, about it, so
1: we'll,
0: never, we'll never solve it. Uh, I assume your next fight will involve a fight camp.
3: I so hope. do I mean, you have any uh, anything in
0: mind? Any uh, anything on the horizon?
3: Uh, I mean, so summertime. I have a I have a vacation in June, so I'd either like uh, before early June or probably August somewhere in there. I really don't. Uh, I, there's, I was, I was saying this to somebody yesterday. There's, there's two routes that I could take. Uh, I really, uh, I really am intrigued by like the the BMF style fights. You know, I don't care about the belt per se, but like guys like the legends for like Diego Sanchez, like Carlos Condit, like those guys. The the those names intrigue me. You know what I mean? Like that, Like I kind of when they say those names to me I kind of like perk up a little bit like oh that would be fun you know what I mean or you could go the top 15 route which I'll be honest with you guys I could care less about I don't care about rankings I don't care about that stuff man I just I just don't uh and then if that is the case a fight that I'm interested in is uh Li Jing Liang and and Magny. I would I would like that I would you know looking at that fight as well so and I, respectfully you know I don't have yeah. anything against either one of those guys but for for whatever reason the the legends of the sport kind of piqued my interest a little bit more. The uh, so you wouldn't be scared of the Diego Sanchez murder choke? Oh God, <laughs> that dude, that dude, that dude that he's got in there, that dude that he's got in there is an absolute joke, man. Like that. So listen, this is one of my biggest pet peeves in all this sport. Is people that come in and they try to fast track. Their way to to stardom or to notoriety or whatever it is. This dude's a joke. Yeah. This dude's an absolute joke, and he's a master manipulator. And he's got Diego full, which it doesn't take much to do that. But <laughs> you, man, I, I just I don't have any respect for somebody that comes in and tries to manipulate manipulate their way to to, to the top. And it's the dudes a, the dudes selling wolf tickets to this whole to this whole crowd. And Diego's the only one buying them.
0: You uh you said you had the itch the other day is that yeah? I mean you're trying to get back in there. Man,
3: I'll tell you what, man, that new contract I have makes it a lot more enjoyable to get back yeah. in and, and wanna fight. You know what I mean? Like it, it just uh I'm I'm about money, man. I'm I'm about uh and it, I don't I don't even know if it has anything to do with fighting. I love fighting. I still I still enjoy I still enjoy competing. I'm about setting my my future up, my kids up. That's what motivates me every day. Like I'm trying to buy multi-unit properties. I'm trying to buy apartment complexes. You know, this is what I'm trying to do. And when I see fight, I see dollar signs. Dollar signs equal a, a better future for me to wear. I don't have to do if I don't. Want to you know what I mean? Like, and I and I will. I'm a, I'm a I'm a workhorse. That's my M.O. But it's not. It's I don't want to take off Monday. I want the option to take off Monday. And I can do that now. But I would just like to do it with a millions in my bank account when I do it so
0: that's I'm about the money man I'll, I'll for sure seems like a good plan to me. Right.
1: yeah
3: good
0: complain about that well Absolutely. unbelievable stuff as always uh, James Krause great stuff and uh, t- take some time to enjoy yourself here in Vegas I'm gonna enjoy it. I don't have anything I'm
3: good I'm, sure. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. f- I'm a fan this day. it doesn't happen very right <laughs> often I'm a fan this week though I'm a fan I'm super stoked for. Th- I picked a great card to come be a fan for I'm so stoked for the fights awesome yeah, thanks as always man Thank I appreciate you guys, it appreciate it
2: so that was the James Krause one of the most gangster guys you'll ever meet in MMA not just because he takes fights on short notice but because it's the way he he carries himself what he does in the cage this guy is a straight animal I mean he's really um, taking care of a lot of things in his life from opening gyms to um, taking care of his like family when need be and it's just incredible the things that he, this guy has been through um, Adam do you have any final thoughts here on the podcast? as we wrap things up because i know you're keeping right on top of twitter has anything new happened here in the past 10 minutes that we've been talking
0: no, I, mean, I think this is like the slowest 10 minutes of the i don't know what's left to cancel i mean they're uh you know they're work almost, wrestlemania well big- oh, i don't think I don't think there's any chance that happens. I, you know, they're going to cancel it at some point. I know Florida put out a recommendation against large groups just about 20 minutes ago. Uh, I know that the, you know, WWE is kind of still holding on, uh, but they also have a ton of fans that come over from Europe, right. And they're, they can't do that now. So I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's going to be crazy. There's going to be so much going on these next couple of days and uh, pretty much anything that hasn't been canceled will be, I would imagine. Uh, oh. but everybody, everybody kind of still with their eyes on the UFC and what they're going to do.
2: And here's,
1: yeah, there's some, uh, there's actually, sorry, Heidi. Um, there's actually some amateur fights, uh, Saturday, tough enough fights that we're, I'm, I'm still waiting on the call to see if those are canceled. So that's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out as well.
2: Yeah. Where's that one supposed to be, Larry?
1: At the, uh, Orleans casino, I believe Saturday.
2: OK, so, yeah, they canceled the WAC tournament that was happening there. So we'll see. I mean, and this isn't just major for everything that it's being shut down in these terms. I start thinking about like the workers at these arenas and, you know, what this means to them, their income, their livelihood and how people are going to make uh, ends meet during these times, it's going to start getting pretty drastic out there. So, um, I mean, we're looking right now, I'm looking at a tweet from Dave Koken who says the LV sports line, uh, will be off today, tomorrow, and probably indefinitely until action resumes because our show is based on gambling and no gambling, no games means no show. So, um, that coming for local news here in Las Vegas and just like, as we speak, things continue to be canceled. There's some uh, Formula One stuff. We talked to Israel Adesanya last week, who's a McLaren driver himself. And McLaren has just withdrawn from the Australian Grand Prix. So... It's, it just keeps trickling down Everything's falling right now like dominoes So we'll see how um, This you know, continues to affect everybody In the fight world and what happens there And we'll keep you updated on everything So you'll want to follow us all on Twitter At Larry Mir, at Heidi Fang, and at Adam Hills So that'll do it for us today Everybody, for both the guys We appreciate everybody for listening So uh, keep it tuned here And we'll be back
1: Come out to play Warriors, Warriors.